This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nelson, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome. Welcome to Utopia. All right, John, you ready? I got about six or seven mailbag questions here. Let's do it. All right, let's do the mailbag. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. That's where you can send us questions. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. Let's start with this one, John. Jeff in Highland Park says, what's the story with Charlie Heck? Is he coming back? What is the story with Charlie Heck, John? Do we know anything? Charlie walks around normal, but he was walking around normally all through training camp. And they're going to have to make a decision on him. But right now, if he comes back after all that inactivity, would he be any better than George Fant? If he came back, would they keep Titus at left guard? I'm thinking, you know, they need to get Titus back at right tackle and then get Juice Scruggs back in and maybe let Jared Patterson play left guard. But if they if they don't activate him, then they're going to have to keep him on physically unable to perform all season. But when you watch him, you wonder what in the world is it that's that's causing him a problem because he just looks so good. Yeah, my understanding is they've got like they're in a they're in a period now where they can they've got like a five week period now to open a three week practice period for him. Um, right. so they yeah so sometime I guess around like Thanksgiving we'll know for sure what's happening with whether Charlie's gonna get back on the field. I feel bad for Charlie. I like Charlie. Um, he's, he's played some good snaps for this team. He started some games for this team throughout his first three years in the league. He, um, the injury to Titus Howard created a big opportunity at right tackle. You know, Charlie's in a contract here. He could have put some more good film out there with this Texans offensive line, um, protecting CJ Stroud, you know, quarterback who's not subjecting the offensive line to huge sack numbers. Um, so I, I feel kind of bad for Charlie that this injury has kind of, taking him out of the mix because he would have been sitting on a great opportunity here to uh, to play some football and, and maybe you know maybe go get a nice contract somewhere else to, to start at right tackle next year. Yeah, because he's not going to start here barring injury. Nope. All right, um, Billy and Pearland, if you guys can pick one game, I love this one. I feel like we get this every year. I feel like we got this more when it looked like the Texans would only win one game for the rest of the year. So here's the question, Billy and Pearland, if you guys can pick one game to guarantee a win the rest of the season – 
which one would it be? Well, we should be picking Jacksonville. Then that would give them, and I will, I would love to see them beat the Browns, but it's got to be the Jaguars because that's like beating them three times. So I'd say Jacksonville. I would be Jacksonville too, John. And I think as I was thinking about this question, when I was typing it into the rundown, I thought, man, the last couple of years, I was totally making these picks based on emotion because the standings didn't mean anything for the Texans. You know, like last year it was like, I think it's either the Browns or the Cowboys. Cause I hate Deshaun Watson and I hate the Cowboys now. I mean, there's plenty of teams to hate on their schedule the rest of the way, you know, okay, like hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Let's take out the Jaguars. Say the question says anybody, but the Jaguars. Okay. Who would you take? I would take Deshaun Watson on Christmas Eve. What about if it's PJ Walker? Uh, then okay. If I don't, if I know for sure it's PJ Walker start, you know what? It would still be that one because it would also affect the draft capital yes. as well. So that yeah, I would one. pick Cincinnati because I thought that's the Ooh. game that I knew they were going to lose mm -hmm. since it was on the schedule. The Bengals have been playing better. If they could be guaranteed of beating the Bengals, they. No, I'm not saying they're going to win every one of their games, but they'd be capable of winning every other game and might even be favored in a bunch of them. They're favored on the road this week, John. How's that feel? That's favored amazing. Shows you how far they've come, but it also shows you what a huge disappointment that uh, Carolina is. And I'll guarantee you, David Tepper, the owner, has made Frank Wright give up the play calling duties to Thomas Brown, who's never been a coordinator before this year hmm. and never called plays. So we're going to have two first-time coordinators and two first-time play callers. Frank Reich would not give it up after a start like this, after doing it his whole career. Tepper has all the earmarkings, John, of a nightmare owner. Uh, just very, very involved. His opinion probably matters. It's his team, so he can do whatever he wants. I was going to say his opinion matters way too much. It's, it's his team, so he can do what he wants to. It just doesn't seem like he is all that dialed in on making great football decisions. He's very impulsive, it feels like. Right talked about that two weeks ago. I watched him, and a lot of people took from it about his involvement and how they meet all the time. Is Maybe he's the one that wanted Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. Although I watched the interview, there was nothing to me that even hinted at that. It was just how involved Tepper is and how he welcomed that, that kind of involvement and input. All right, next one, John. Mark S. Hey, guys, when did Kareem Jackson turn into Jack Tatum? <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's right. He's been hitting people, finally got suspended for four games in his old age. Kareem has gotten vicious. Yeah, he has. We should maybe we should get people up to speed. Maybe not everybody's totally aware of that. But Kareem Jackson, sweetheart of a guy, when he was here with the Texans, I would imagine still a sweetheart of a guy, but an older player now. He is my. I think the perception around the league probably John is he's become a dirty player. He's he's made a lot of a lot of hits that have gotten him flagged, that have gotten him fined. He's got almost ninety thousand dollars in fines. This suspension is going to force. Uh, over half a million dollars in missed out mid salary that he'll miss out on because he doesn't get paid during this suspension. So, yeah, what is it, John? Like, is this is this just is this symptomatic of a guy who's an older player and he's just trying to make up for it in some other kind of way? What, like, usually, usually when they're older and they're safeties, they don't do this. They want to yeah. protect themselves. And he, I saw the hit they were talking about where he hit somebody a receiver in the. It was at the, it wasn't in his head. It was in the neck area, which is still against the rules. And they got him because he's a multiple offender. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Guy, he's still playing. Right, he was drafted in 2010. He's been doing it forever. 
Um, yeah, it was Luke Musgrave that he hit. The rookie tight end for the Packers is who, is who the latest hit was on. But yeah, four game suspension. Years. So are we hang on a second. Then so week eight. No, they play the Broncos in week thirteen. So they'll so the Texans Kareem will get to come back here and play in Houston again. Um, all right, let's see, Jordan. I've seen a few experts, air quotes, say that the Browns should look at trading for Kirk Cousins. Seems like that'd be kind of a kick in the balls to have to do that after spending all that money on Watson. But what say you? That, that is too, one I, of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I saw, I forget who I saw. It might have been Dan Orlovsky, actually, suggesting this, saying, hey, you know, we don't know what Deshaun's health is. Uh, they've got a great defense. They're a quarterback away which is hilarious to me that the Browns who gave Deshaun all that money are a quarterback away. Uh, but he's got familiarity with Stefanski. They were trying to make a case that, that, that the, uh, the Browns ought to do that. You think, but you, you think it's one of the dumbest things you've ever heard. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, Jordan, there you go. There's your answer. Um, Joey and Montrose, Sean, I know you in particular liked Bryce Young coming out of Alabama. Have these first six games done anything to change your long-term view on him? Yeah, a little bit. The side, I'll tell you what changed my long-term view on him, John, when I actually saw him at his first practice, and I'm like, wow, he looks even smaller there than he did in the SEC. That's where I started looking at it going, okay, I knew he was small. I didn't know he was that small. So that probably changed it more than anything. I, I There's a decent chance that Bryce Young is a victim of bad coaching right now too. I like, I, I, I don't know about – I think Frank Reich might be a little bit overrated, John. That's just my own opinion. But what, what, what say you? Has anything that happened in the first six weeks changed your long-term view on Bryce Young? No, and nobody complained about Frank Reich's play calling when he had Andrew Luck, and since Andrew retired, yeah. his play calling has not been nearly as well. It's weird the way that works, isn't it? Mm. I think this – they gave up a lot to get him. It's going to be hard for them to improve around him, considering they gave up so much to get him till probably his third year. And um, having, I thought one of the meanest but coolest memes when he did his first news conference, <laughs> somebody had him where his head barely reached the podium. Dude. And I just thought that was terrible. But, boy, it was fun. John. You know what was crazy? The number of people that thought that might be real. That was the crazy part. <laughs> they would put him out there like that. Can you imagine? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> oh, that was great. It was so funny. Uh, we can pick on him for being small. He's a millionaire. Okay, people, before you get all worked up about it. All right, two more, John. Liam and College Station. Guys, which Astros have the most soul-searching to do this offseason? Seems like a bunch of guys played way under their 2022 performance or regressed badly in the postseason, or both. Who's got the most soul-searching, in your opinion, to do, John, to get their mind right and start playing good baseball again in 2024? Fomber Valdez. They were talking about 
extended him before the season. It didn't happen. Don't know if they made him an offer. There was talk he wanted $300 million and a long-term deal. He was their ace, and then they traded for Verlander, and he was not the same after the no-hitter because they're counting so heavily on him. Fromber, to me, is number one, and there's a bunch right behind him. Yeah, I would put Javier right there with him because the, the the Astros have committed to Javier. You know, they've got him, they've got him for at least another four years at $13, $14 million a year. So Fromber, you know, you can get out of the Fromber. If Fromber is an inconsistent starting pitcher, you've got control over him for two more years through the arbitration process, which probably won't be as kind to him as he thought it might have been coming into this season because he didn't have a great year this year. Um, so I'll put Javier right there with him. Those two guys are keys, even though when McCullers and Garcia come back, they're they're going to have a plethora of starting pitching. I say that. We thought that coming into this year, and then guys get hurt. Anyways, suffice it to say, I'll put Javier right there. With Pena on his own back burner over here, having to get his mind right too, Jeremy I Pena. think all of them deserve another chance. Tucker, I feel the most confident in to bounce back because he was so good all through regular season. He just had a terrible playoff. Yeah, and I don't even I don't even count Tucker in that group. He, yeah, Tucker's I don't gonna be a, He's going to be top three in the MVP balloting. Like he just had he had a bad couple weeks. Isn't it know? amazing when you see a guy like Pena did what he did last year in postseason and then not be able to recreate it again? Is Baseball. it because they learned how to pitch him and he lost his confidence? He just not anywhere near the same player. But at least it didn't affect him in the in the field. Uh, yes, he was still a very, very good defensive player, although not a finalist for the gold glove. And oddly enough, Kyle Tucker was, and I didn't think Kyle Tucker was good defensively this year. I thought Kyle Tucker played very lackadaisical at times. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, last one, John. Pablo J. Who are you all rooting for in the Colts versus Browns game this past Sunday? Who are you rooting for, John, with the Texans sort of slant in mind in this? Well, game? of course, you'd think the Browns because you wanted the Colts to lose, but I wanted the Colts because I wanted the Browns to lose, number one, because of Watson. But number two, it would help the Texans' first-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to lose plenty more games this year. I, like, I'm not – I was rooting for the Colts um, to beat the Browns in that game. Although it is kind of funny that P.J. Walker has now won these two games with Watson out. That part's hilarious to me. And people love an underdog. They love backup quarterbacks. And he hasn't done much at all. But, man, there's good groundswell up there. Hey. You're winning. Keep him in. Are there really people wanting to bench Deshaun Watson up there for P.J. Walker? I think there's a lot of people up there right now because his rating since he's come in the starter up there is 81, which is like 39. That's brutal. He's been brutal. Except one game. Yeah, he's not good at football anymore. It's crazy. It's wild. I love it.